Hey everyone, I'm Ruth and welcome to my podcast, Living Unashamed. You know, every day we are bombarded with negative news, stories of bad things that are happening in this world, chaos, pain. And the one thing that overcomes them, God says in his word, is that we overcome them by the word of our testimony, which is how God is moving in our lives, but also the blood of the lamb, which is the completed work of Jesus. So join me as I chat to people from all walks of life and locations as they share of how they encountered Jesus and the incredible journey he has taken them on since then till now and will continue to. We look forward to hearing how God has inspired and blessed so many people around the world and how those news can help lead others to Christ. So welcome. We are so blessed to have you and I pray that you are abundantly blessed by today's episode of Living Unashamed. Could you, could you, before you officially start, could you please lead in a prayer? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Although we just thank you for this opportunity to connect today and to partner with you and each other to just tell people about your love and your existence. Lord, I thank you for your Holy Spirit to just continue to flow. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. May this be something that glorifies you and not ourselves. May you know, you open our tongues and and may you speak through us today. Whatever you want KK to say, I pray that you would continue to just reveal it to her, press on her heart, download it to her and give her the confidence to share. Thank you for a beautiful ebb and flow between us and a beautiful conversation that will really touch and inspire people as they listen. Um, and we just bind Satan, principalities, demons, evil spirits, powers of darkness to the abyss and we we um Forbid them from interfering with this message, with this podcast, and with this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I will officially open it up then. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Living Unashamed podcast. I am super excited to be able to introduce you to one of my best friends. <laughs> uh, her name is KK and she lives in Malaysia at the moment. Um, but I actually met you KK in Melbourne and uh, we went to Planet Shakers Church together and we met. I remember the day that we met, we were at, um, I think it was, I can't remember if it was just in church or if we were meeting up for um Fiji mission trip. For the Fiji mission trip, yeah. So um, Planet Shakers was doing a mission trip to Fiji and they do like these revival tours. And so KK and I both felt led to go on it and God ended up connecting us. And then KK not only came on the team with me, but she was my roommate <laughs> on the trip <laughs> um, and my faith partner and an incredible journey. But we did not know that from one simple meeting um, that God would connect us as sisters for what I pray and believe will be for eternity which will be beautiful um yeah so KK welcome I'm excited to have you uh, from the moment I met you you were just this bright bubbly like woman of God and I just distinctly remember you working in a cafe and you came up to us at the meeting and you said um, would you guys like some bread I've got heaps of bread and you did not even know that my friends Nick Renee and I had not eaten and were actually hungry in that moment. <laughs> and we were like, oh, well, probably just not going to eat till like 10 o'clock tonight or whatever. And then you were like, hey, guys, I've got some bread. Do you want some? <laughs> we were like, what? God <laughs> uh, is good, isn't it? Always good. Yeah. He knows what we need anytime. 
Yeah, 100%. And I feel like that's fully like part of your story even, um, just the provision of God on your life through all seasons. Um, yeah. Well, KK, would you like to share your story of how you came to know Christ and um, what he has done for you and the journey he's taken you on since that moment? All right. How did I start to know Christ? So actually, I'm from a broken family. So um, actually, my, mo- my mom, she's pretty busy with working. So I'm always home alone. And when I still live in the old place, I remember, you know, like during Christmas times, there's people caroling around, wearing the white robe, and they were seeing from one house and to another house. And I was so fascinating. Like, I'm like, who are these guys? Mm-hmm. Who are they? What are they doing? Why are, why, how could they sing, you know, like in such a warm way? And, and I've been so curious about this group of people. Why get so different? Why get so warm? Because for my own life, I, I would describe my life before I met Jesus Christ. Or I only have black and white memories. Hmm. My life, for me, just black and white. There's nothing interesting. It's not colorful at all for life for me. But when I look at them, oh, they're so warm, they're so bright. And I start to think, who are they? What are they believing in? And interestingly, when I study in my secondary school, I think it's your form, yours form, your, what do you call it? When you're 12 years old, 13 years old? Like high school? Yeah, high school. Uh, yeah. So when I stepped into my first year of high school, I met this interesting girl. She's a Christian. Mm-hmm. Her name is May Choi. And you know, the fun fact, um, I'm not sure about in your place, but in Malaysia, we have something called school bus that will drive you from home to home, like one house, one house to pick up the kids. So this girl lives nearby my area. And I, I, I think she's been inviting me to church, even though I don't really know who is Jesus. And I remember that was a particular day. We sat, I could, I could never forget this day, okay? We sat at the last row. And you know, the last row is always the most bumping one. It's a because we pass. And I remember she asked, hey, would you like to accept Christ into your life? And my response was, oh, yeah, why not? I just accepted Christ like that. Because... For me, I, I just feel like, okay, this group of people, they are so warm, they're so welcoming. They feel, feel like they have, they have a lot of love. I, I went to her church, it's a small church. And I just feel like those um, grannies or aunties there, they are so friendly. So I think, why not? I just accepted Christ. And, right. and, and because of my special background, I live with my mom's sisters older sisters families which were my auntie's house with her with her children who are much older than me so mm-hmm. one of the my cousin's sister her name is Eunice she's the most powerful prayer warrior in my house <laughs> along the years the most faithful woman in our house that time she came back from she finished study from overseas she came back and she's started to bring me to church. Wow. Yes. And she brought me to a church assembly of God. And 
that time, uh, the topic of Holy Spirit is not so um, common like today. Like back 20 years plus before, when I was 14 years old, I remember what it was 14 years old. I can remember it. And I remember there was a day um, in the church. I have a best time in the Holy Spirit. And I sing, I just cry nonstop. I'm horrified. And I ran out from the church. Wow. And, 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 and my friend came to me, what's going on with you? I said, no, don't talk to me. I'm such a bad person. I'm, it don't dis- I don't deserve a friend like you because I'm so broken. I don't even know how to accept love. I'm wow. so broken. And I, that, I only know that from that time onwards, it's a very long journey for God to uh, set me free from not like to 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 be healed from depressions or self abuse or suicidal thoughts is a long journey but i can remember after that my life started to have colors wow like you know like because the bride of god the light of god like just like john you know book of john says that the darkness couldn't comprehend the light right Amen. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, when the light shines into your light, you can start to see colors. And yeah, I'm not sure, but this is my little story. It's like how I experience colors. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And like how, how precious that God, you know, had his hand on you the whole time through your family members and through your friend at school. Like he just placed you in the exact places that you needed to be to encounter the people in order to open your heart to him. And I think it is so powerful that you said that before Christ, you felt like you were living in black and white. Nothing was very, you know, meaningful and, or, you know, couldn't even find much joy or happiness. And then afterwards you started seeing life in color. Like that's a powerful testimony in itself, you know, like, that is the contrast, like you said. You were once darkness and now you were light and now you see things as light. That's amazing, you know. Yeah. And, and your heart just to say yes in that moment on the back of a bouncy bus. In the <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could never forget it. But it's, <laughs> but it's a remarkable day for me. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So how has... Um, from that moment up until now then, what, how is the journey that God has taken you on since that moment? Like how has that changed or impacted your life greatly? Right. I think just have to start from my story when I was a child. Yes, um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I'm from a broken family. Be honest, only on the same year that I accepted Christ, I've been 14 or 15 years old, I couldn't really remember. Only I knew the truth, the real scenario of why I never see my father, why right. I never saw him. Um, as I told you, my cousin brother's sisters are much more older than me. They're already, they are, they are, they are an adult, they're working, they knew what's going on at the time. So I remember at that day, I asked my cousin brother, hey, could you please tell me what's really going on with my father? Then he asked me, you want to know the truth or just a, what your mom is always telling you? Wow. 
I say that my mom's been always telling me my dad passed away because of heart attack. She does. She didn't want to mention much more about more about him because she's broken as well. She's been hurt, but I didn't know. You know, as a rebellious child at the time, <laughs> and my cousin brother told me the truth, and I'm just so furious. I'm so angry. I'm so angry with the man of the whole world because when I knew the truth. He said that your father had an affair, mm. and he abandoned your mom and you. I'm like, okay. So um, I'm slowly I know I I came to know the story more and more because we have another uh, auntie, the oldest auntie with her oldest daughter. She's the one that caught my dad had affair. Wow. <laughs> and then she told me the whole stories of uh, after birth. And she said that that time my mom, uh, she was pregnant. And, and actually, my, um, my cousin sister, she's, uh, the oldest cousin sister, she ran out with her fiance at that time and saw my father was with another woman. And actually, before that, he already had a lot of, you know, like he had a lot of. Uh, different women's contact like he always been like like and and until that particular day after she witnessed it she told my oldest auntie my second auntie and my mom <laughs> and um they went to caught they went to catch them and yeah i i i believe as a pregnant woman it was such a heartbroken moment and yeah, I think because of that, my old mom's always been saying to me, it's not because of you. Because of you, I've been going to where, where, where. It's not because of you. I can go to Singapore and work. It's not because of you. You know, as a child, when you heard all of these words of rejections, you just feel like, why should I just live in this world? Why? You want to give of me if you don't want me. But I didn't know that my mom's been hurt. Mm. I didn't know. Because hurt people, as um, Joyce Meyer say, hurt people will hurt people. I didn't know about it at the time as a um, rebellious teenager. And I, I remember I always fought with my mom. I was so angry with her. And after I knew my father's story, I hate the whole world, <laughs> all the men. You know, I was being bullied before high school. People just, um, people just like bully me. They kept my pencil case. Just want to make me cry. They love to see me cry. Mm. And so after high school, because of all this hatred in me, I start to become violent. You know, like how I release my anger and resentment. I would just punch the wall until all swollen. Wow. Yes, that's how I learned to. I use violence to make me feel better. But before even high school, because of all the words that hurted by my mom. I started to commit suicide, self-abuse since I was 10. <laughs> yes, yeah, so um, uh, end of the year, 10 years old, we were moved into a new house. You know, like in those days, we have the building cabinet with very high cabinet and we have two layers. One is for you to put close and the higher upper level to, for you to put luggage. I would climb. I would climb onto the upper level and lock myself in a small box. I would keep banging on the 
the wall until he's swollen or bleeding. Wow. Yes, and even I, I remember those years when I was in the primary, like last few years in primary school, like last two years, I've been attempted to, I've been attempted to kill myself in multiple ways. Even, you know, the skipping rope, I would just wrap it around the handle of the door and then I just pull on my neck until I suffocate. And I'm still alive. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, maybe you just can't uh, persist until the end, right? <laughs> so I just, I, I found different ways to um, hurt myself. And of course it hurt, it hurt my mom as well. Yes, I didn't know that all, I only know all these things afterward. And yes, I use, not knife, what do you call it? The, the cut. The, the things for art, the small knife for art, the cutter. I would just cut my hand. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, cut my hand, use violin, like being just punched the walls until my fingers swollen or bleeding. Yeah, because of all this hatred. That's why I didn't know about the power of hatred and bitterness. My body started to have all different sorts of sickness. Why? Wow. My skin, I have skin disease. Every night I have this severe pain every night from seven until nine or like at least one hour. My whole body was shivering and with this great pain in my intestine. And I don't know, and I'm so painful. And the doctor just said, oh, it's normal because of digestions for young people. But it continued for a long period, super long period. And skin problems, like, like when you, you know, when you do homework here, there's some liquid flowing out. And yeah, you feel annoyed because your homework all got wet. Mm. And it's disgusting. And yes, I just feel like I was disgusting at the time. That's how I feel. The time, even though slowly, I, I, I didn't, I still didn't know how to, uh, how to say, accept love at the time. It's a long journey for me to learn how to accept, receive, not accept, like receive love. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so yeah, it's a long journey. Mm-hmm. So how was there like a moment where, that all changed for you. I know you accepted Christ when you were young um, and, you know, even through all of that, definitely God would, was there with you through it. But in pain, obviously, we, we struggle sometimes to notice that. But was there a moment where that all ended, like where you felt like you had a shift in your life and that kind of things all stopped? be very honest, it doesn't. It doesn't end overnight. It didn't. My because um, my story is a bit different than other story because I was like Peter, denied God three times in my life. <laughs> Very stubborn person. <laughs> so um okay. The 
the first time before before I denied God for the first time, I left God to the beautiful, beautiful world outside. <laughs> when I was around 16 and 17 years old, I remember there was a time we have a church camp. Mm. Church camp at the end of the year, the invited speaker from China, he's a, a, a powerful man that he released the power baptism of the Holy Spirit. I remember that year, the few nights, God delivered me, but I created chaos as well. <laughs> Because I couldn't remember what's going on. I could only remember I cry. I yell. Literally yelling like the stories of the, the, the in, in the gospel book. Like I yell and I and like the man in the story in the in the gospel say like, he's so strong he can just and I was like that according to the description of it, you know you're so strong, a few people couldn't catch you. You just try to run away when people try to pray for you. <laughs> Continue was for a few days, vomit, vomiting, yelling, screaming, crying, rolling here and there. And then I'll be dancing in the spirit, which is great. So, yeah, so I think that's the first time. I feel like something dropped off of me. Wow. Yeah, I feel like something become lighter. It became lighter, something become lighter. I, I, I couldn't describe it that high because I didn't know what's that. And yeah, I, yes, it's still a journey to forgive. I start to forgive men. I start to forgive my father who have passed away years ago and it just that time still have a hatred towards myself to what my mom has is a long journey yeah so and however i still battling with all the suicidal thoughts the time yeah i remember there was a time i took a bus i i was on my journey to church and I, you know, we have this bridge there for you to cross the road. So I walk onto the bridge. And that's what I just said, why not you just jump, jump down, just jump down. And there's many times when I walk on the street, cars passing by, just go out. Let the car hit you and you die. You don't need to think about all these troubles. There's so troubles for you to live in this world. No, there's no hope in this world. Too many things. You can't, you can't cope with it. You die. Everything stops. That's the voices in me that I've battled for years and years and years. Because I feel like it's not meaningful to live in the world. It's like it's not fun at all. Too many problems, too many pain. Why should we live? Right? Wow. Of course, um, for the first time I, I left God was because I need to I went to study in Singapore. And yeah, as a young people, you know, we parish people start to walk away from God. And then when it, and then I went to overseas and work and 
went into a lot of wrong relationships. I don't know whatever alcohol, clubbing, yes, <laughs> whatever you can imagine. Yes, I did it. And after that, for some reason, God brought me back to Malaysia, and I started to have some life in Malaysia and started to come back to church again, to the church at which I grew up. And that time I was with my ex-brothers and that is even if he's not Christian, but I decided to bad times. Yes, it's been always my dream to get bad times in water, which my mom always opposed when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. So I remember it's like during my when year of when I age of 23, 24. I remember it's 31st of December because the next day is New Year. It was my baptism. For me, it's very meaningful because it's a symbol that I'm going to start my new journey. And I got that I did it. And since then I joined church again. Slowly, this big church, after that, this church is a bit far for me because I didn't have transport. It's a bit inconvenient for me. That's why I don't have a car. I didn't have a car. And so there's, there's a pastor that um, was working with this church, the church I grew up in. And then I realized that, oh, he actually was stuck. He started to pioneer a church near my house, a small little church. So I started to attend the church, huh. small church. They have uh, Saturday night, they have Mandarin speaking and Sunday morning, they have English speaking. And that time I back to depression again. And I started to, to have a new job. And, and at the same time, because of the new job, I got a new car and I started to can move around better. And, you know, my depression came back in what I did. Do you know about the stories that people rest in the car, they slept in the car for a while and they die? Yeah. How about this? I did, yes. I purposely will do this to myself. Yeah. So when I came to the church, I sometimes still do that. And however, the church dismissed because of false accusations among the leaders. I've been accused of stealing from as well. Even though um, after that they realize it's not me, but I think that you can do it better. I, I just feel like that time when you invite everyone just because I'm from a Mandarin service and you are English service, I'm the only one not from English. So you think that I must be the person that steal it. it be honest, it hurt me that time. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. And after that, even another incident, a sister from English is trying to help me with my English, to improve my English. 
And I remember she said that the faster way you can learn English is to read Bible, which I fully agree with because you are interested in the topic, right? And I remember there was a day my Mandarin pastor just came. How could you allow her to teach you English via Bible? How do you know that she's not teaching the wrong the doctrine? I'm like, I'm so shocked wow. when the pastor that I respected so much came to me and say such thing like that. Like with a very big reaction, I'm like, I'm so shocked. Why did you want to say this to me? When people didn't have any wrong intention. And yeah, a lot of things happen, as I say, because of false accusations and well, whatever. But the church dismissed. And because I was in the wrong relationship at the time as well, and I just, even myself, I feel I'm myself, I'm so hypocrite. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a Christian, so I'm so hypocrite. I still sing. And even the church like that, even the leaders like that. And that time, all my friends from another church also has some problems. I just feel so disappointed with the whole church system. And I say that even the leaders are like that. Myself as Christians, hypocrite. No wonder the world like hate Christians so much. That's how I feel that time. No wonder the world like they don't like Christians so much. And I, yes, obviously, I left God for the second time. My depressions came back. I just got released better. And then my depression came back in a more serious way. And I told you, I was purposely drive to a remote place. I slept in the car for a whole night with the air conditioner on. And I think my cousin sister, the prayer warrior, she must be praying hard for me. I, I, I always say that is America still alive today? I, yeah, it's a miracle that I'm still alive today. Yeah, it sounds like um, sounds like there has been a big there had been a big assignment over your life to try to stop you from reaching where you are today because God knew. And therefore the enemy also knew that you were going to be a force to be reckoned with for the kingdom of God, you know, and all these things coming up against you but try to stop you from being where you are today so that you couldn't impact and empower people. And not just through this podcast, just in life in general, you know, because you do have a high calling on your life and you know that and that threatens the ways of the enemy, you know, but yeah, all that, all everything you've gone through, like it's, that's a lot. But, you know, God was still sovereign over it all to the point where, you know, you're here today, you know. That's powerful. Yeah. I, yeah, God's been faithful and good when I look back. So that's my second time I left God. And after that, slowly, my sister in Christ from another, my previous she went to another church, went to an English church because I've been attending Mandarin church for my whole life. And she brought me to this English church. And, you know, that's, I have been like, this desire in me that I, I want to do Bible college. I wanted to do Bible college, but I didn't want to do those 
only theologies without practical. It's too boring. I'm not those person that can only read the words. I can't. I just need something with you can hands on, be practical. Until I came to this church and I realized that I remember that was Mother's Day. I remember they are going to embark on a new year course the next day after the Mother's Day celebration. That uh, is a apostles training like apostle disciples training for like intensive training for six months yeah. like you have to go to the class every day day and night you have to clean the church you have to learn how to clean the toilet everything that whatever innovation that you need to do we we've been well trained you clean the chairs you clean the office wherever because this is real life right when you yeah go into ministries and, and then I just realized, okay, they have this thing. Maybe I can try to do this thing the next year. And slowly I feel, I came back to church again because of the girl, because of the church, because this pastor has something that I never seen before. And I feel like, oh, wow, wow, day. What's that? Uh, because this pastor had an anointing of apostle. And he's, he clearly understand that their church is, a center to train people and release people out to the mission field. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, from the church, I also have different opportunity to serve, to do um, interpretations, to do some, some different things. And yes, the next year I joined the School of Acts and that every year they have different team. So my year was better field of mind and leadership. Wow. Well, I'll be honest, if I was not in this Bible college that year, I'll be honest, I didn't know how I could survive. The auntie that I've been living with passed away in the fourth day of New Year, January. And then my another uncle, during my study, after a few months, he passed away as well. During my study, one of my friends just passed away after he came out from bathroom. And after when I graduated, not a week after, my another friend, she was killed. And until today, we still don't know who's a murderer. Wow. And all these things like, wow. And even just a few days, literally a few days before my graduations, I've been taking care of my one of my cousin brother, which is uh, calling you. So you has been my cousin brother with I've been quite close to. So it's kinda every week when I finish my class, every Thursday when we have day class, when I went home, I would just drop by the house, I went to my auntie and say hi to her, pray with them, take care of this, uh, like pray with this cousin brother because he was He's have this, he have had, he's still having it. He's in a hospital now. Mm. That time, he's been struggling with depressions. And illusions, like he can hear like those voices. And he say, oh, police, they come to catch me. And Sometimes he's he quite violent. 
he tried to attack his younger brother. I, I remember there was a time my auntie told us like, when you try to attack his younger brother, my auntie shoots in the bathroom, showering. And she ran up naked just to stop this incident. Wow. And those things um, happen not just one time, like attack and even last year, he, he also beat my auntie. He beat my, uh, he beat her and then we reported. The neighbor helped to report it, how to report to report to police and he was forced to admit to hospital. Mm. Like yeah, so we still pray for him and that time a few days before my graduations, I remember that that morning, Thursday morning, my auntie called me she said uh, she said, hey could you please come? Your cousin brother has tried to commit suicide. And that day was my half day class and I think, okay, why not? I just go after my class and I have a high cut appointment just near my class. Okay, so I just feel, okay, I finished my class. I went to my haircut and then I will just go and visit her. You know, the timing, the moment, the hairdresser said, yes, you're done. Ding, 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 ding. I pick up the call, hearing, uh, hearing my understanding. Your cousin brother, hang himself, hang himself up. I'm like, I, I was right. My, my mind was blank. I drove like crazy. I drove like crazy and I remember the moment I pulled up. Pull, pull, pull my car in front of her house and I just ran down and I saw my cousin brother you flat on the floor breathless and I remember the first thing I I stepped in that's a voice came to me hey you are not qualified to graduate so I'm like yeah yeah, not qualified to graduate. And, and then I called my cousin's sister, Eunice, the prayer warrior, and then she said, come, let's just pray. We call him back, take him back from the hell. This is not the moment for them to take his life. Just kept praying and the paramedic ambulance came. I can, I still, I can still see, I can still see the scene now, like in front of me, Mm. They're trying to rescue him. They did whatever they can do. Yes. And they sent him to ICU. And my auntie say, hey, you do need to come together. You just go back to your rehearsal to prepare for graduation. And what she didn't know was when I went back to the rehearsal, nobody knows what's going on. My heart was breathing. I love people say, oh, yeah, your hair is very nice. Fake love, fake love, just fake love. Even until the graduation day, my mom joined, my ex-boyfriend joined, and they told, they, they told me after all, oh, you look quite pride because they walked around, you didn't really like, you know, entertain us, they just walked around and 
But what they didn't know is I, I couldn't forgive myself. My heart was in pain. Even mm-hmm. I just feel like I don't deserve to graduate even though I was in the graduation. My heart was just miserable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So things just continue until finally God is good. He preserved Use life and became alive, went home. So sometimes my auntie will came with you to my house. I would just lock myself in the room. You know what? As a worship leader, even though I just live in Connect Group, I've been serving in worship teams for my whole life. Through all the trainings, I knew that I understand that we have to be very alert because we are in the front line. However, I didn't really deal with this problem that time. I think that's the reason why this opened a big door. And I still serving church, but I sometimes still running away from them until something happened. I have to move up from that current house because I want to sell the house. And my mom said something, hey, I will not live with you. I live with them. You move out. And because of the, because my mom, she got me and when she's 40 years old. So we have a big gap in between. And that's how I was 30. She's like 17. And you can imagine because the com- communications was not in a great way. <laughs> okay. So, it triggered my memory that my auntie told me before she, when I was a teenager, she said, you know what? Your mom loves you so much. Even, you know, we love you so much. Your mom put you into orphanage house and we took you back. You know, my auntie, she tried to appease our quarrel, but she spoke in the wrong way. Yeah. And I didn't know, I didn't know that I was in orphanage house until she told me. And that part, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I don't think my mom, she knows about this, but because of that communication on that day about moving out from the house, and then I got so furious. Can you imagine the time I already graduated from Bible college? But I'm still like an orphan, the orphan spirit in me. And, and, and I start to yell at her. I tr- Talk the cups. I told the person, "You want to abandon me again? You don't want me again." That hurt her. <laughs> this crazy, hey, but praise God. After that, um, yeah. After that, after a few church service, God, uh, yeah, we constantly got a relationship again. And after that, I went to Melbourne. That's how I met you. Yeah, <laughs> I went to Melbourne. It's because I just want to run away. I just want to run away from all the miserable things. I don't want to face, I don't know how to face my family. I don't know how to face my ex-brothers because his mom didn't like me. A lot of things. I just want to run away. Yeah. But just, just cut the story short. When I ran there, after that, I got my student visa to stay. And you know what? Pantashikas was actually the first church that I saw on my first day arrived in Melbourne. 
And mm. I, I heard very clearly in my heart, God said that this will be your home. Yeah. And I didn't understand what it meant the time what it means I, I don't understand and I yeah <laughs> so after that I went to Francisco Chicas for a few times few songs few times and I found another job when I got this job because it's a restaurant job in a Chinese restaurant where they have to work on Sunday and mingle with some people you know with not with all the drinking or whatever and because you know, when your heart has issues, when you don't deal with it, you will just phrase it, you will walk away from God. I remember and it came and, and slowly I didn't go to church anymore. And then I remember and that time oh, I was in the wrong relationship, I left God. You know, like huge songs. I think it's not about distance because it's like when you really want to run from God, no matter how big, how good, how close the church is, you will just run away from God. Yeah. Literally, the church is just in front of my house, just across the traffic light on my left. And I just didn't want to go. And I came to a day, a man from Hong Kong and asked me, hey, I remember you were a Christian. You know what I say? No, I don't believe in God. Not anymore. <laughs> my third time, I left God in Melbourne. Yeah. After graduating from my, my college. Well, that's how I left God. But you know, like God never giving out of me. And I appreciate my, the leader, they're following up on me, the connect leader. Well, what do you call it? You know, when the, yeah, the connect group leader, they've been following up on me. You know, like sometimes I just reply her message inside a few months, few weeks, sometimes past a few weeks. And she told me the story after when she said that. You know, I got so frustrated that time because God said that he would give you to me and and you just never reply my message or you reply my message. <laughs> <laughs> but I said but I always be very thankful to her, I be honest. I know I'm so thankful for you and because not because of you. You embrace my shame. You embrace my insecurity. I won't come back to church. I won't come back in plant shakers. I won't be planting plant shakers. I won't. I wouldn't do Bible college again. <laughs> and yeah, you know, look the power of bitterness and undealt hurt. Even you don't forgive yourself, it brings. A lot of destructive things in your life. You know, I have phobia of people that time. Even a leaf, if there's some big body in the leaf, I would rather walk the staircase. I don't want to go into the leaf. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's how severe it was. Because I know that I did in my heart, I know that I can't run away from God. I always describe myself like Jonah. I'm like the Jonah. I've been, the, the view just spit me out, spit me out. And, and landed on Panachicos. Yes. <laughs> yes, it, I know it's crazy, but yeah, it's a long journey. Because we are not careful, and we will be suffering before they will come back. 
Yeah, but I'm glad I'm still alive today to tell the story. Yeah, it's a powerful story because, you know, you you have gone through so much and the reality is, okay, you went on a journey. You had your own journey of weaving in and out of processing pain and all these things that you went through and it comes off in layers like an onion but God was still there even when you felt like you were running away and at the end of the day he still led you back to a place of safety and community and that helped you begin to start healing from things I mean you're not the same person today as you were back then you know there's always going to be changes and growths and things but would you definitely, would you be able to say that, you know, who you were at, you know, two years ago is different to who you are now? Be very honest. When you say two years ago, right, two, two years or three years? Two years. You know what? What I kind of see that is like God just brought me back from Melbourne. It's two years now. It's been two years now, mm-hmm. right? And be very honest. What I did before, and what I can do now is so much different and out of my expectations. And I can see clearly the destiny that I have in God. And I feel more lively when I'm walking in the direction that God meant for me. And yeah, I, I wouldn't think of restorations of your original dream if I never came back to Malaysia. And and then I think I wouldn't experience so much incredible things so like opportunities, different opportunity to serve, even to meet different people. Exactly. Yeah, I will say I'm t- anticipate to see more things happen and more creative things, more innovative things. As I say, like especially for the past few weeks, a lot of new things happening. And did I tell you the story about the prophetic art that I gave to a girl from all the way from USA? I'm so, I just so amazed at how God orchestrates things and put things together. And the girl herself was saying like, wow, this, this is crazy. Like, okay, just for the benefits of your audience. That yeah, yeah. Know okay. So actually I, 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 when I was a kid, I always loved to draw. I, I, I drew on my books, my textbooks, until teacher complaining. I drew every time. I, I, my dream was to be an artist. However, when I was younger, my mom just said, no, you wouldn't, you, you can't survive it just dropping. You can't. And uh, my dream didn't come true. And I always been. I, I forgot that, I even forgot that I can draw, the fact that I can draw. Hence, when I came back from Melbourne, I, when I came back to Malaysia, when I got locked out again, in, and I started to draw acrylic pen, 
painting. I do, I, I started to do acrylic painting and it was just like baby drawing because I didn't draw for so long. Yeah. And I started a 31 days journey. Is it 30 days or 31? I forgot, but never mind. That's not the point. The point was in this one month time, every day, God spoke to me. God healed me little by little. Wow. God spoke to me through Bible verses or wherever. Even in the journey, he told me, okay, put on this color, put on that, do this, do that. I would feel like, oh, does it really work? It looks so like, ugh. But when it ended up, it came out as a beautiful piece for me at that time. I'm, I'm like, wow, really? This is how God you look at me or this is how God can speak to me like even when I share my stories people also feel like oh how could you experience God through drawing like God speak to you when you draw I'm like yeah I feel that and you know many times my artist is created when I'm crying a lot <laughs> When I cry the most, it becomes, it turns into a beautiful art piece. I don't know why, but it just, well, that's how it works. But um, I'm, being, I'm still in a journey of growing, and our church multiplied recently in KL. So we had this uh, church in another side of KL, in the heart of KL. So we've been part of the pioneers. We went there. And I'm glad I obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit that time. If, if I didn't, I don't think this testimony would happen. Mm -hmm. Just because I obey a wedding and fun fair the day before I met this girl, my Chinese friend sent me a video regarding something. And when I met her, she was she her name is Michelle. Michelle's She's only second Sunday. That's her second Sunday in Malaysia. She's like a bit, uh, she's trying to find people to pray for her. So I, because I'm serving Connect Lounge. So I step up, I said, you, you need help? She said, yeah, I just need a prayer. So I pray for her and I pray. I just, after praying, I just felt the joy of the Lord is with her. And I just said, I'm not sure about you, but I feel the joy of the Lord. And after that, I don't know why the story, the conversation led to, the video and led to the prophetic art, you know. I just don't know how it happened. Mm -hmm. and, and then I told her the story, uh, the video, and then her eyes said, you know what? God been speaking to me for the past few weeks about this person in that video, you know. And then I said, oops, well, I reckon that is a confirmation from God to you? She said, yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. A Taiwanese girl sent me the video. Why? And then God spoke to you. Why are you a Taiwanese girl and another Malaysian girl? To give you confirmations. He brought you all the way to Malaysia. I'm like, we are, like, we are so <laughs> amazed. And after that, I showed her the half-completed painting, which I gave her. Afterward, actually, the painting that I show her is a painting that God gave me in the beginning of the year. 
I know it's not completed, but it's always hanging there on the wall. I feel, okay, it's quite nice. And I don't feel like I need to continue. I only will continue to add on colors or do the rest when I feel prompted to. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't draw if the Holy Spirit don't tell me to. So <laughs> after I met her, after she saw the painting, she's like, her eyes bowling out. No way, that's my favorite animal. And I just dream about this animal. I'm like, what? And she had to laugh and she laughed. And then, okay, I went home and then I looked at the painting. I think, oh, I don't think I, I can give her this one if God asked me to give to this girl. However, after I speak that statement, after I spoke that, that feeling, <laughs> that feeling came to me. Yeah. I feel like, oh, I have to finish the painting. I have to finish the painting. I have to finish the painting. I finish it. And I met her on the following Sunday. And then she came, she got the painting. And then she said, I just spoke to her. I just shared with her whatever. God want me, wants me to speak. And she just said, you know what? What you pray for me and spoke to me is a confirmation for me. And, and even later, I have a major decisions. And God is providing what's the... Um, the, I think it's, it's something tied to link of the first love. What is more important? Like what is the link to the real identity in God? And yeah, I just feel like God is so good. And then she clarified with me that the day before she met me for the first time, she dreamed, she, she dreamed about this okra, the killing whale, which is part of the dolphin family, swimming with her in the dream. And full of joy. I'm like, wow. Because my other friends that they call this painting as a joyful okra, joyful veil. So I'm like, wow, that's so powerful. Of course, there's uh, more details and more relevant to her, but I would mention here, yeah. But I just like how God orchestra things like use a girl from Malaysia to bless a girl from. USA, that's crazy, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's how it works and it's amazing. And I think it is just incredibly awesome how God just keeps through your journey, he keeps just healing you and restoring you and bit by bit. And then on top of that, he keeps imparting new things into you, new giftings, new opportunities. new. And, and that's the journey with God, you know. He never... He never takes away, I guess, without filling us with something better for us, I feel. And so I believe that as he we follow and walk in him, as he takes away the things that were holding us back, he fills us up with more of him that reflects and comes out in these beautiful fruits, just like your prophetic art giftings and just like your ability to hear his voice more clearly and your ability to you know, continue to press on with him through everything. And, you know, you are an open vessel for him. Look, you are connecting with people from different parts of the world as he brings them to you so that you can be a blessing to them and sow more seeds. That That's the life of God. And I think that's a powerful testimony of where you've come from to where you are now. And, you know, I know there is a whole lot more to your testimony, but 
we might not have any time to fully get into the rest of it today. But it has been so beautiful to be able to hear the gentleness of the Holy Spirit moving in and through you, through everything that you've faced and been through. Um, Is there any advice or anything you'd feel you'd like to share to anyone who might be going through some similar things in terms of, um, you know, feeling the weaves in weaving in and out of of journeying with God, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. If somebody live like me, you know, now just want to assure you that God never ever give up on us. Amen. Don't feel don't feel ashamed to turn back to Him because He always desire to. Accept us again unconditionally. It just loves us so deep, so deep, more than we can imagine. And I would highly encourage those that if you really walk away from God, please turn back to God because when you try to do life on your own, you you will just bring destructive ways to your like destructive things to into your life. But God had much more in store for us, like better than what we can imagine. I would just say, just, just remember, you are precious. You are beautiful in His eyes. You are His masterpiece. He loves you no matter how, even though the whole world abandoned you, even though you disappointed with yourself. God will never disappoint you. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute honour to be able to connect with you and and hear your story. I mean, there have some been some really deep and raw things that you have shared, but I really believe it's going to very much inspire and bless and impact people. Um, and that's this is all for. It's for the glory of God. And, you know, KK, I continue to think that you are an amazing woman and you're very strong to be able to have gone through and still be here today, everything you've gone through. And that is definitely by the grace of God, but he sees so much goodness and light and power and, you know, he just has so much in you and for you. And it is an absolute blessing to be able to journey with you through this life and just see how he's doing. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I say this to a lot of people, but, you know, you know my heart for you and I know that there is so many incredible things to come through you and with you in the future and I'm excited to see what God's going to do, you know, and I'm fully believing always that God will continue to restore every part of your family um, from the brokenness that has occurred and even continue to equip you and restore every part of you for all the things that you have been through. And, you know, his protection is on you. You know, we're believing that everything that tried to hold you back cannot continue to come against you anymore in Jesus' name, you know. He paid the price for it all and he's broken it off. And, you know, this is your your life of liberation in him now, you know. You are now starting to see in full what we once saw in part, you know, and that is the gift of God. Yeah, and... Now I truly, really understand the words say, the best is yet to come. And I truly believe it is now. Yeah. And I truly believe God works all things 
for good. Amen. Yeah. Thanks for today. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. That's all right. Um, this way, this way. I forget how to do this way. <laughs> um, is there anything you would like prayer for before we finish up? Pray for me? Yeah. Yes, please play, pray for my trip to Taiwan in November. Oh, did I tell you about this testimony how God blessed me with the fee, the fund? No, I don't think so. Yes, so it's, uh, for the past few weeks, it's our miracle offerings. So uh, it's actually on Father's Day itself, 18th of June. Okay, I know Australia Father's Day is different. All right, so, but I just feel like I need to put it in earlier on the first Sunday of June. So I put it in and that night I prayed with my Taiwanese uh, friend again. My Taiwanese, uh, her name is Serene. So we be, she's been my prayer partner. And then we before that, we just said, okay, since this taught in you, why not we just go by faith? We just decide the date without doing anything. And then after I put in the uh, offering, she didn't know about it. And that night pray again, also maybe we can start to think about which church you want to go, which perfect artist you want to meet because it's a connection trip. And then, and, and after we pray, we feel like, oh, okay, maybe this could happen. Maybe really could happen despite of the financial situation. And Monday is probably holiday in Malaysia. So Tuesday, I went back to office and my boss, hey, please book a meeting room for us. So two of them went to the meeting room and they called me and I thought, what did I do? They want to call me to meeting room. Did I do something wrong? Did I do something wrong? And, and when, when they, they said, hey, you know what? Um, based on your working review, uh, your work review last year, we decided to reward you with this money a few times of what I um, gave. And the best part was, the best part is um, this blessing from God not just to become the fun for me to go to Taiwan it's a confirmation for God that he really wants me to go right yeah. and because my friend Serena she's back from Melbourne with me we didn't really go for rest and I she she will join me and then she think oh why uh, okay I said need to start to think about the accommodation fee and I said well, why you want to think about that I thought that you live together in the same room with me I'm paying for the room because God already blessed me. You see how God blessed not just one person, but two person. Yeah. It's just so good. And yeah, just pray for the trip that we can really slow down and connect to the right person that he wants us to connect with and bring the fire back from Taiwan because Taiwan is on revival now. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, I will definitely stand in agreement with you for that. <laughs> Yes. Well, all right. Oh, Lord, I thank you for everything that has been said today. I thank you for partnering with KK and I and everyone who listens through your Holy Spirit for such a time as this. Lord, we just thank you for the beautiful woman of God that KK is. We thank you that you have held her through everything she's been through. Um, in her past is also up into this very moment. You held her, you called her, you made her, you equipped her, you rescued her. And um, we thank you for that. We thank you for the beautiful vessel of God that she is. And even though no one is perfect and we all have our own journeys with you, we thank you that you are gracious and loving and glorious God who always 
wants the best for us and who always wants us to be with you and to know you as our father and our Mm. king. So, Lord, we thank you for, KK, we thank you for the amazing opportunity you've given her to go to um, Taiwan. We pray that you would abundantly bless this trip, that you would give KK and her friends wisdom to know who to connect with. Lord, we thank you for God-ordained interactions and conversations. We thank you for your protection surrounding them. Um, Send your angels to watch over them. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for a ripe harvest to come from this trip for your glory. And we thank you, God, for um, deeper levels of liberation and uh, wisdom and self-discovery of who they are in you and what you're calling them to do every single day. Yeah, we just so thank you for all the, the healing that is coming and flowing from you to KK and to her family. And we just are so expectant of incredible and positive news to come in the days ahead of all that you are doing for them in Jesus name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for praying for me. Love you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and I hope I will see you soon. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. Wow, what an awesome journey we have been on today, hearing about how KK came to know God and um, the beautiful journey that she has been on. Although it has been um, a journey where she has incurred a lot of things, um, we thank God that he has been with her through it all and that he is with her right now and that he is continuing to heal and redeem and restore and Um, equip and qualify and transform KK uh, as he is with everyone else in this world every single day as they choose to open their hearts to him. Thank you for checking in today. And um, yeah, we pray you have been abundantly blessed by this episode. Until next time, this is Ruth Turner signing out. Hey, thanks again for joining us today. We pray that you have been encouraged by the powerful testimony that was shared. We know that there is so much power in sharing with others what Jesus has done in our lives. So if you would like to come onto this podcast and share your story of how you encountered Jesus, go check out our Facebook page, The Living Unashamed Podcast, and shoot us a message. I have no doubt that your story will be a blessing to all who hear.